Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. We got a lot on the table tonight, as always. Um, some some new things taking place as far as what our new head coach is going to be doing. Very happy about it. We're going to Vince take on as well. He hasn't been here since we did the hire, so let's just jump right into it. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. We got our full crew here. Always a good sign here. Um, Vin's back. Yeah, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad Vin's back. The Amber Alert came up. Uh, yeah. he, he responded yeah. with them. So, yeah, the, the milk cartons were out and about yeah. all over the place. Yeah. yeah, don't be stealing my Jerry jokes. Hill. Don't be stealing my jokes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, he's back. Let's get your instant uh, reactions there, Vin. Uh, a lot of positivity around the fan base from what I've seen. I don't know if that mirrors what you feel, but what do you think? Yeah, I was, um, you know, thanks for the the warm welcome. I was in Arizona last week for work. Um, I am the king of all lotion, if you guys didn't know. But I, um, I'm back. I'm happy to be back. I am more than excited to have uh, Brian Callahan as our new head coach. I almost said Bill, who I believe his father was. Yep. But I was sold is, after. Is, was. Yeah, is, you know, <laughs> don't, 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 don't sell dope then, Frank. Um, I, um, I think Teron sold us all on it. Um, we, we had heard his name pop up along with this Polix and the Ben Johnson's, you know, there was rumors of this Callahan guy from Cincinnati who worked with everybody and we were all, you know, I know me, at least I thought it was going to be slow because of his connection with Rand in San Francisco and how well that offense looked the whole year. But I'm more than thrilled to have Callahan. He brings a um, a pedigree that I think um, is undeniable. He grew up in an NFL locker room with his father. So hopefully he's like a Shanahan who, you know, also grew up in an NFL locker room with his father, knows the game probably better than anybody has worked with the biggest names in the, in the game, Peyton Manning, um, Joe Burrow, uh, Derek Carr. God knows who else I'm not um, listing. Stafford. But Stafford, yeah, has worked with everybody. Um, and I think it's – we're turning the page on hopefully – the new identity of this franchise. Historically, we've been a run first defense, um, you know, dom- defensively dominant team. Um, but I think that's here. I think, I think that's changing. I think we have a quarterback who's a gunslinger who can really, you know, do great things when he throws the ball. Uh, I think we are turning the page on, you know, Derrick Henry and whatnot. And we're going to be more of an offense that resembles hopefully a San Fran, you know, where it's, you got to believe in the system and you can plug and play players as long as you have, you know, your quarterback and uh, talent at the skill positions. I think he's young, he's innovative. He's the way of the league right now. So the fact that we're on board with it, I am happy. seems like he's bringing in all his own people. Um, And he's going to have a lot to work with. We have Will Levis. We have a lot of draft. I mean, we have a lot of money to spend. We have a high draft pick. So I'm excited for it. It's who I wanted after. At first, I, I think I wanted Ben Johnson just because of how well Detroit's offense looked this year. And then Teron really, um, you know, sold me on Brian Callahan. So I watched his press conference. Um, he's very, very, very well-spoken. 
Um, but he seems fair but firm. You know what I mean? I don't think he's going to be a hoo-ha, rah-rah guy. I think he's going to be a no-nonsense guy, but he's going to be fair in the same sense. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Um, and it didn't really matter who we hired. We're going to get behind them no matter who it is for the time being at least. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm giving the hire a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you got to give it to Amy. You know, and ran, especially jumping the gun, jumping everybody. Because now, when you look at in hindsight, now Ben Johnson, who was a, a sought out uh, name, came out today and said, Hey, Detroit lost. I'm going back for try to win a Super Bowl with Detroit. I'm not going to Seattle. I'm not going to uh, Washington. And TD did say it. So uh, we have great guests all the time on here with TD and Kayla and, and Jim Wyatt. So uh, we get the first scoop here. He he gave us the uh, insight on Callahan saying he was great. He kind of twisted our, uh, our uh, ears and heads a little bit, like you were saying. That we wanted um, Slowick, he wasn't ready for it, so we all kind of fell in love with Bill. Ke I mean, not Bill. See, see what you got me doing now. See what you got me doing sure with Brian County. Yeah, our friends, Bill, Brian, it all. Yeah, hopefully, he comes back. Hopefully, he comes with his son, but we'll see what yeah. happens. But yeah, yeah. So you, you tip the cap in hindsight. Now that everything is done, now I think we got our guy, and hopefully, he's here for the future. Speaking of Kayla, though, I do owe her an apology. Uh, not that she, I'm sure she's an avid listener of the show, like everybody is, but I called her Taylor Anderson when TD was on. And didn't even realize it. So my apology, yeah, Kayla. Well, you'll, you'll get you'll get her shot your shot next week because I think she's yeah. I was gonna say I apologize in person next week, but um, yeah, I'm thrilled with the hire. I'm excited to see what happens with it. Um, I think we're gonna give him a long leash as well. I think everyone knows this is a young team who won six games this year. Probably could have won eight or nine if a few things went our way. But I think we're gonna be patient with him and build through the draft, building free agency. We have a lot to work with. Um, and I'm. I can't wait to see what he does with Will Levis considering, you know, the stable of quarterbacks he's worked with in his career. So if we can somewhat emulate what he's done with Burrow, Peyton Manning, Stafford, I mean, we're talking about all Super Bowl winners right there. Derek Carr, pro bowler, he was going to win MVP that year had he not broken his leg. So um, excited for it, you know. And uh, it seems like, like I said, I'm most excited that I think it's we're turning the chapter on a new page of Titans football that's no longer going to be predicated on the run. It's going to be an aerial attack with a young quarterback who can sling it, who's confident, who seems like he's a leader. Um, and I, I'm excited for it. So uh, September can't get here soon enough, to be honest. Yeah, I think he uh, he reminds me of Ray Donovan for some reason. Um, stoic, very stoic in his approach. Yeah, yeah and, he, and to me, like Ray Donovan, as well-spoken as he is and as stoic as he appears, uh, he looks like a guy that, when pushed to a limit, could absolutely turn a room upside down. We've heard stories of that from uh, Tehran when he was on the four, and I could just totally see it by looking at him that his fuse, when lit, uh, is quite the firework show. So that's something that you want as well. Uh, I'd like to assume that uh, if our star young quarterback does well, he's going to get a game ball. Uh, from Brian Callahan. So that's ideal as well. Something we weren't able to find in our previous coach. Um, and another thing. Like, unemployed, by the way. Who is oh, yeah. Playing? Well, that we were going to get to that, Vincent. We were going to get to that. I'm because, sure we will. I'm sure uh, we you know, will. That, and I was going to ask Sammy to get a clip ready for the montage of times that you and I, and Jarrett, I believe, for that matter, uh, you know, said he's going to get it. He, he's not going to be unemployed for more than like five minutes. And I'm looking at my watch here. It's looking like a little bit longer than five minutes, but you know, I digress. With that being said, that's not to say wherever he ends up, he cannot succeed. Here's a hot take: Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. Andy Reid retires. Vrabel goes to coach the Chiefs, where he finished his career, and 
and lets Mahomes win him a few Super Bowls. That is that's a hot take. Of you heard it here first. I, I, you're going to hear it here first. He's up and there. You're going to hear it here last. Yeah, Reed is up there in age. He's he's won plenty in this league. He has nothing else to prove. I think if he wins a Super Bowl this year, he can look to hang it up and maybe take a front office job. But what about Billy Boy? I don't know, man. It seems like teams think he might have lost his fastball, but don't get it twisted with Rabel. He, he'll get a job. The Seattle job's still up for grabs. He could be waiting on an Ohio State job next year. Who knows? Maybe he's he waiting a while. I, think. I thought Philly. I thought Philly would have been a, a good spot for him had they moved on from Seriani. Um, but we'll see what, what lies ahead for Rabel. But just because he hasn't taken a job yet doesn't mean. He won't be successful when he was. I mean, he might when be successful, will, but when, when people left and right, players, coaches, this, yeah. that, and the other thing, everybody's talking bad about him left and right. I think that has uh, at least some Yeah, some definitely kind of, like the Wesley Woodyard thing. Yeah, was dude, that was huge. huge. But you also hear guys like Compton and Henry and Luan that have nothing but the best. Listen, everyone's going to have good things and bad things to say about, I'm sure, a lot of players and a lot of coaches, you know, and there's probably some truth to all of it. But like you said, let's not digress. Let's talk about the future. Sammy can make his montage for next week. All right, we can have plenty of ones made up for you as well. Listen, uh, listen. Yeah. yeah, you'd have a montage of the shit coming out of my ears. I'm sure Sammy will get that. Yeah. One. No, but some haven't let that one go yet. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna let it go because it's it's hysterical in many many ways. But with I that know, being I'm said, not a fucking riot. I know you are. You're a funny guy. You're a funny yeah. guy. Funny how? You know. You know. <laughs> Um, no, but something that was brought up in the press conference that can put a lot to bed, which we talked about in the previous show, which I'm very happy about, and I'm sure the two of you are as well, is that Callahan made it evident, you know, I'm calling the plays here, you know what I mean? And as we've all said religiously on this show and our last show and any show I've been on, continuity is very important. It's something this team's lacked for, you know, a <laughs> quarter time. century at this Forever. point. Um, so if this guy succeeds, which we're hoping to God he will, uh, to know that he is going to be the ringleader in this offensive play calling and he can grow old with Will Levis as a quarterback, potentially, of course. Um, that's refreshing. So that got me very excited yeah. as well. Um, you know, he just seems like a guy that is like Levis going to eat, not like Vrabel did it. I'm not saying Vrabel didn't eat, sleep, read this team, you know, wanting to win. Um, but you could just tell that he is not a guy that's going to put himself over the football team, which is something, if nothing else, uh, has been rumored about how that's how Rabel acted around his players. Um, and that's just not a good formula for success in the NFL, especially with all these guys that make so much freaking money. You put yourself above them, that's going to rub them the wrong way, like Wesley Woodyard said, which this part floored me, and I was yeah. very turned off by it. Uh, basically insinuated like we didn't want to win a championship because that might blow up this guy's ego more. What? I mean, that I really pissed me the fuck off, you know, as a diehard it's, it's an outrageous statement. So, uh, I, I mean, mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be true. I mean, if multiple people are saying that, especially Jarrell Casey too, he was, he was part of that click and rack and, and all those guys, Derek Morgan. I mean, Logan Ryan. Yep. Yep. And they've all had some stuff to say. So, if that is true, my goodness, thank yeah. God we have a new culture that we're building in here because that is as bad as it gets. When you have professional athletes that although money matters, and we all know that, most of these guys want to win. They want to be the best of what they do. For them to publicly come out and say, any of them, 
that because this guy was such an egomaniac, we considered not trying to win a championship in order to lower his ego. That fired me the fuck up in a, in a bad way. Um, and I, I, not for nothing, if I'm Wesley Woodyard, I'm not going to be publicly saying that if that is true, because that just speaks about my character uh, mm-hmm. as a man and as someone who takes pride in their work. Uh, not a good look from him, but you could tell he kind of understood halfway into it. I think he should probably tone it back a little bit. Cause if you remember, he went from saying all this bad shit about Vrabel to basically saying, I give him an A grade for his time in Tennessee, which makes zero sense. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, listen, I think I mean, you, you got to call out the good and the bad too. So can the guy be a prick? I'm sure he can. There's only 32 of these jobs in the NFL. I mean, in the world. Okay. So all of, all of these coaches have an ego to a certain degree on top of the fact he was the best at, at what he did for his whole life. So he never really felt, you know, the adversity of losing, I'm sure often. And could he have been a prick? I'm sure. But also it's what makes him him too. And he's not straying away from his style. But yeah, there's definitely have to be some that has to hold some, some weight. All these guys coming out saying that, but the, but we, we continue to breathe his name. So, I mean, he's got a little bit of space in our, Listen, it's not about in our heads. Listen, it's 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 news, man. I mean, he's he's yeah. only been fired for a couple weeks. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like it's 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 so worth. Like Jared about. said, though, props to Amy for firing Rabel fast, knowing that it was it was time to move on, and that we got on the head coaching search. I mean, it was every day we saw interviewing this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, that guy, that guy, and then you know we went through the process. We wasted no time, and we we got the guy that it seems like we wanted from the start. So. Yeah, yeah that's thing I'll say like, about it. Yeah, Jared. Just like what you were saying before, like, yes, it's great having an offensive-minded coach. You can see that the league is doing that now. The two people in the Super Bowl right now, the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan calls the offense, so does Andy Reid. Three-quarters, I would say, of the playoff teams, their head coaches called plays. So you yeah. can see that the league is going that way, where the head coaches are going to be more in control. There's more younger coaches. I mean, hell, look at the Panthers. Like, they, they hired Dave Canales. AC called it in the beginning of the year that that guy – First-year Bucks head coach is going to get a head coaching opportunity, and he did. He thrived in the Buccaneers' offense and brought Baker Mayfield to life when, when all three of us in the preseason said the Buccaneers are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, and they made it to the divisional round. So, I mean, shit like that happens now staff that the offense is so – Yeah, the staff is so important. Now, speaking of staff, like you said, he's hiring he, – he's interviewing these guys. They're kind of taking their time with it, which is kind of worrisome to me. Not really. The offense, we have uh, Thomas Brown. He's still out there. Um, Eric Studsville. From uh, Miami, he's an assistant head coach, a running backs coach down in Miami, and Nick Holt, uh, Holtz. He was kind of boys with um, Brian Callahan back in high school. He was on the Raiders staff with him uh, when he was with the Raiders. So to me, it's it, it's for him to pick an offensive coordinator. It's going to help develop his system because th- they're not going to call plays necessarily with each other because he's going to he's going to be the, the play caller. But we need a great teacher of the offense, especially now that Pat O'Hare is gone. Um, Tim Kelly, like that, like I said, he's gone. Everybody, Tony Dews is gone. Jefferson's is gone. Everyone's starting from scratch in that. Isn't Tim London or what's his name? Mike London. Who? Mike London's Charles gone. London. Charles yeah, Charles, Charles London is gone go. for quarterback, quarterbacks coach. Yeah. So I mean, Pat there's gonna be a whole yeah, Pat O'Hara. There's gonna be a whole new breed. So for him to pick a guy that's gonna trust and develop this offense, that's the most thing I'm looking forward to. But it's kind of like dragging their feet. Like they said, they're gonna take their time. But like, I want. Hey, you're going through the vetting process. Yeah. Here's the reality of it. The the bottom line is like, even whoever they bring in, whoever it is, if the the Titans succeed offensively, whether he, whether he's calling the plays or not, 
likely he's going to be gone. I mean, that's just the NFL. When a team's not succeeding and there's a guy available that's an offensive coordinator, whether he's completely involved in the play calling or not, as we saw with Callahan, you know, we succeed, they're gone. So I'm not really yeah. too worried about who they bring in as offensive coordinator because at the end of the day, it's going to be Callahan's offense and Callahan's going to be the one who's scheming yeah. and calling plays. Now, with that being said, of course, you want open-minded, refreshing young minds as the guys that come on, come in as offensive coordinator because, um, you know, the, the more input, the better, you know. Yeah, well, you have to have that right guy to lean on and say, hey, you know, yeah, like, of course. Like, like Zach Taylor said about Brian Callahan, give me two plays in advance. Give me a red zone play. And Brian Callahan was there. Brian yeah, Callahan no, of course. maybe caught up in the game. Hey, I, I need a red zone play. Give me something. Yeah, absolutely. But I just, you know, we can't be too hung up on that hire because – if yeah. we do what we're hoping we're going to do, then it shouldn't matter. He's going to no, be gone. Yes, you know, a couple no, years he's going to be gone. But the good news is, is the guy that really matters, the ringleader, is not going to be going anywhere. So that that you know that that's the important thing. Really so, curious to to see who our offensive line coach is going to be because that's honestly the most I mean, important. That's one or two. It's it's one of two. Callahan or Munchak. Yeah, has has to be. That, has you to knock be. it out of the park <laughs> with that, but you need to get that right as far as. You know, offensive coordinator, you know, that goes south sediments. It's like the, it shouldn't really matter. It's Callahan system, um, you know, and he's also going to want to bring in a guy who, you know, is going to, you know, Callahan says jump. The coordinator say how high. You're going to bring in a guy who, you know, you could not push around a little bit, but, you know, he's going to bring in a guy that he, you know, likes that's going to be a yes man. And lean on. Yeah, well, lean yeah. on. The young guy that he trusts that he can bounce ideas off of. Um, but at the end of the day, he'll be the one making the decisions. You know, yeah, speaking speaking of the coordinators talk, I know you. It's going to be a hot topic with you guys because now he's they're they're re, they're retaining, they're keeping the rights to Shane Bowen now to, to not let him go interview because they're still processing the defensive coordinator position. But he did say that he wants a defensive coordinator that gave him struggle. So what does that tell you about Shane Bowen as a defensive coordinator from a guy like Brian Callahan saying, "Hey, I don't want to just leave Bowen yet because." Bowen was a, def- a good defensive coordinator. I don't. I, mean, I don't have any issues uh, with it. Yeah. I mean, he, nah. he, go ahead. Ben. No, no, no. You go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, yeah. I were we situated like this is all I was. I I echoed about our defense last year. As far as points are concerned, we were good. Situationally, we were absolutely awful. What my what I mean by that more specifically is, yeah, we would keep a lot of sevens off the board and turn them into threes. But the problem was we had so many opportunities to keep no points off the board rather than three. And we would give up, you know, third and longs uh, on the 50-yard line to put them in field goal range. That would happen constantly. And obviously in a, in, in a year where we won so lost so many games by one possession, that's enormous. So um, I think there's definitely room for improvement, but it's not going to bother me if Shane Bowen stays because – um, realistically, he was not in any way, shape, or form uh, the biggest issue with this uh, puzzle. Why no, we were our, our defense has kept us live for a few years in a lot of games. Um, we were also undermanned the last few years on the defensive side of secondary. Secondary who was lacked for years um, at the corner position, at the safety position. You know, Byer wasn't the same here. Hooker was. You know, on the often on the field the last few years, Simmons was hurt this year. Um, we saw what Bowen could do when the, the defensive, um, you know, the defensive side of the ball's <clears throat> man properly. So if they bring him back, I kind of like it a little bit to be honest with you, because it'll be some sort of 
continuity and familiarity with yeah. the coaching staff, especially someone who like Sal said, when it came to, you know, a lot of the issues the last few years, there's not much blame to put on Shane Bowen. So yeah. And in uh, a way it's, it's almost like we're saying, Hey, we're not just looking to just clean entire house of the organization. You know, we're willing, if you did your job correctly, you know, we're willing to let you be part of this new regime. And I think that's yeah. refreshing. And I think that's going to build a lot of chemistry yeah. uh, to know that, Hey, the, these people are not looking to just say, Hey, new regime, adios, everyone who was here in 2024. No, we're looking to build a unified group that, you know, wants one goal collectively and that's to win a championship. And that's another thing I loved about Callahan. You know, he really echoed not just about winning. We want championships. That's another thing Amy says constantly. That's always something that bugs me about players when they're in their introductory press conferences. You know, they talk about winning, but they don't bring up championships enough. That's what matters the most to us as fans. We want to win rings. We want to brag to our friends. Our team are winners of Super Bowls. That's all that matters. And hear that said multiple times by Callahan, uh, by Amy over the past few months. Um, that's what gives me the belief that we're, we're really looking to f take the next step. And, and that's, that's what's super exciting. So again, yeah. we got to wait for the next domino to fall. Just to, just to touch back on defensive coordinators and everything, we do have an in ha not in-house. We do have an interview today with Denar Wilson, the, a Ravens defensive uh, back coach, who is also a defensive back coach with your, <clears throat> with your Eagles, Vin. Uh, and a lot of people are, Eagles, don't say that. <laughs> a lot of people are pulling for him. Darius Slay said, I don't know how this guy's not a coordinator right now. Uh, he's a great X's and O's guy, so don't be surprised if, if they – Hire him. He's got a lot of ties with Rand and Brian Callahan as well. So that's a name to keep an eye on as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's a. Well, even well, if we do hire him and Shane Bowen leaves, maybe Shane Bowen will go over to the Jets since the Jets are just plugging every single goddamn assistant that we have, and it's going to be like the the, the Nashville of the East. How about uh, our our Jefferson? Yeah, going to Pittsburgh and like literally. Taylor Lewan and Will Compton are the only two people on the planet that are like, this is going to be great. Like, I mean, I don't, I always thought Arthur Smith was overrated. Now, when you get followed by, or when you, when you get um, passed on from to, that made no sense. You guys know where I'm going. When you get Downing and uh, Tim Kelly after that, makes you look a lot better, but he was, uh, he was not very great in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't have a great quarterback. I think some people are, are more suited to be coordinators than they are to be head coaches. I mean, we get to give props for props are due. No matter who we had on the team, we were rolling with him, you know, as our coordinator for those two years. After he left, our teams were, you know, our offense fell off a cliff. Granted, a lot of it's probably due to downing and trading the best receiver in the history of the franchise and this, that, and the third, but you got to, you know, give props for props to do. I'm curious to see what he could do in, in, in Pittsburgh, Arthur Smith. He's another guy who's been in the league forever. He was our tight ends coach for a long time. We promoted him from within. He turned out to be, you know, solid for us. And, you know, uh, the Falcons weren't the worst team in the league for three years. I mean, they were seven and nine teetering on three, uh, you know. Um, well, they were embarrassing being, last year. Being, being 500, fair. sure. Well, you Desmond know, Ritter, and he's yeah. going from one. He's going from one mid quarterback to That's another true. mid quarterback. I think they could be moving on from him. I think Fields could be an option for them, as could Russell yeah. Wilson. They can also be looking to draft um, a quarterback as well. I think the Kenny Pickett experiment is uh, over, but that's neither here nor there. Um, 
Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, moving forward. Um, how about Jared? You, you could you could lead us into this conversation about what we might be doing, where we might be targeting uh, what position in the draft this year. I don't know. What do you think? I already, I already said wide receiver, man. Don't don't rule that out at all. Like 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 Vin. I don't, I don't know if you watched the show or you heard us last week. Um, Callahan was part of that Cincinnati offense where Joe Burrow got banged the hell up his his rookie year, and they desperately needed a, a tackle. Penny Sewell was out there. They said nope. Give me Jamar Chase to pair with, with Joe Burrow, and I kind of see its similarity here where we have DeAndre Hopkins. Traylon Burks is a eh, toss-up. I'm done with him. South Rose Jersey last week. He's done with him. So if you can get a guy like Neighbors, you know, Dunze, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is not there, but Sal says trade. Sal says trade up the floor. It's not happening. It might happen. You got no shot at getting him. So you, you can get one of those guys out there. So you're looking at possible playmakers here. And if you can if you can plug and play here, because I was thinking, because I'm, I'm a sick bastard here, there's a guy out there. Hey, that, no pun that, intended. That, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I just think and think and think how to, how to retool this offensive line. There's a free agent out there from Denver, um, Crushenberry or something like that. They're, they're he, he had, yeah, they're Crushenberry? center. No, crush, no, crush, know, crush and barriers. He he graded out pretty well in pass pro. He was like fourth rated. Um, so if you could sign a guy like that, you, you keep Brunskill and you you sign the um, the Patriots uh, right tackle. And if if you do get another veteran um left tackle, or even if you get uh, Joe Alt, your offensive line's fixed. But if you don't get Joe Walt, you still have that that Knock swing. Knock on you, you wood, Jared. You said our offensive line was fixed last fucking year. No, listen, and it was of worse. course. Well, you had a first round draft pick in Andre Dillion. He had probably a high saying, upside. That let's guy, not he, count our blessings just that yet. guy is literally this at the left tackle position. Yeah. Like, that might have me? more protection than him. Yeah, seriously. Like like TD said, cut him, cut him later on in the you know, once once March 14th comes, cut his ass, save the money, and go out there a, a proven a veteran and go after a, a weapon for Will Levis to stretch the stretch the field. So I'll almost lit on wide receiver at one. I'll tell you who we need to go after and I was on the fence about it because I saw some rumblings. Some people mention it. But after what I saw him do in that playoff game, Legereus Sneed is a oh, – Oh, yeah. Dude. I came out saying – I tweeted at the Titans. I said, pay Sneed whatever he wants. Yeah. Yep. He's, a, he's, those, he's a bona fide he's lockdown a corner. He's a lockdown corner. As far he's, as the draft, though, I, um, I don't know, man. I think it's all contingent on – what we do in free agency, obviously. And I think not to say that this was the reason why that the Bengals took chase. I think Burrow had a lot to do with. Um, I think he was in their ear a lot. I think they asked his opinion, you know, who do you prefer? You know, we can get you your best friend from college who you killed it with, um, or we can get you a tackle. Uh, we think we can succeed with, with either one. And I think that he wanted to play with, with his boy, um, and it worked out, obviously. Um, but Panay Sewell also is, you know, one of the best tackles in the league right now. So they couldn't have gotten hurt either way. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I Neighbors is, is great. Odunze is great. Um, I, I, still, think, I think Odunze is the best wide receiver in a draft. Yeah, I just don't one like Neighbors' size. One of my closest though. friends thinks the same thing as well. He thinks he can, when it's all said and done, that um, he's just as good, if not better, than Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, we're, He's yeah, Hopkins. We'll, to we'll, me, he, I look at him. He looks like DeAndre Hopkins. Ron Davenport is, is a lot of Titans insiders too are big on um, Xavier Leggett in the second round, but I think in the first round, if Alt's there, Teron said it. I you know pounding the table for him. Alt has NFL you know blood in him. His whole family's been in the league. Yeah, I think if he's there, you take him. 
there you can go after uh, Tyler Boyd. You can go after T. Higgins. You can go after Mike Evans if you really want. You still have some faith in Traylon Burks. Who knows? But um, How about I think that Texas like, receiver. I, I hear good things. Xavier Worthy. Yeah, he's the second round. I think they're massive. Um, this is listen. I think you go offensive. I think it's at least we know the first two rounds should be offensive line and receiver yeah. or cornerback in the second round. Who knows? Corner is a big position, but obviously contingent contingency who you who you take in free agency. Um, whether you go after a guy like Snead, go after one of these big receivers and offensive line. I am very. I love the start of free agency. I'm a nerd. Oh yeah, dude. The tampering window, the official window, I, I'm i all uh, locked on during the whole thing. So that's uh, only a couple weeks. No, that starts in March, right? Free agency. March 14th is free agents. Yeah, so we're about a month and a half away. Um, but we'll see. I won't be surprised if they go. Um, uh, I'm going to be fever. I'm going to be I, locked well, into this combine. Yeah, I mean, even – yeah, the combine is great too. I mean, I'm sure our guys are going to be there too covering it as well. But, like, even if we do go Joe Wall, it's a perfect it's a perfect setup for us for the future. And like I said, you got guys got – like Troy Troy Franklin from um, Oregon, great wide receiver. Look up his tape. Xavier Worthy. You got Mitchell out of Texas as well. I mean, there's a lot of guys in the second round that we grabbed very quick since we're at the top, uh, yeah. top half of the draft. And I mean, we're back for receiver, but let's keep in mind we still have DeAndre Hopkins. So we don't need to maybe spend – 20 million uh annually for receiver and free agency. When I don't we think, could, we will. We could I draft, think we will. We could draft a younger guy that they could pair with Hopkins because Hopkins might who knows? Maybe we extend him if he if he looks solid halfway through this year. You you don't know. Um it seems like he enjoys being here at least. So we'll see. But I, I still think that offensive line is is just we were just been so bad the yeah. last few years and I mean, if if the kid from Penn State's there or Notre, the Notre Dame kid, you got to go with one or the other, in my opinion. Who knows? Maybe Ram pulls a rabbit out of his hat with uh, with similar to what the Texans did last year. Trade back up into that motherfucker and go get, you know, a tackle and Odun, a tackle and Neighbors, a tackle and, you know, Xavier Leggett. Who, who knows? I, I changed my tune this weekend from last week's podcast just over the fact that this weekend with Sneed. We all can we all can kind of kind of yet kiss T Higgins goodbye because they're probably going to franchise tag him. He's not going to leave. If that's the case and you can't get a T Higgins, I don't want a Michael Pittman. You give Snead that blank check for our bona fide number one cornerback now. Yeah. Because now we have that. Now you can kind of build around DeAndre Hopkins. You want a Tyler Boyd? You can go after. You've got the second round wide receiver. You go after. That's a nice little bunch right there back in the wide receiver room. And you solidify that left tackle with, with Joe Walt or uh, the kid from. Um, the kid from Oklahoma is crawling up draft boards too today at the uh, yeah. At the I mean, you never know, um, you know who who could you fall in love with during the draft process. But it seems like Alt is. I mean, Tehran, he's a huge human. We think we think of the world of Tehran, and he said he thinks he's the most NFL ready, including K. Williams, Drake May, in this year's draft out of any player. Okay. So okay. I it's, listen. We want it. We we fell in love with Levis. We finally found our guy. Let's protect his blind side with the first round pick of last year in Skaronsky and this year with with Alt or uh, Ola. So that's that's what I would do. I'm a big believer in finding a quarterback and then protecting him. So yep. we found him now. Let's keep him on his on his feet. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, like I said, like we all said, the first dominoes for agency, and then yep. uh, like I'm, I I don't think we're gonna have any surprises uh, for the draft. Honestly, I think. Once free agency is done, we're going to know for sure 
what that first pick is going to be. The only surprise that could take place is what we said and then just echoed there as far as us trading back in to get um, another player. But if we get T. Higgins, I think it's safe to assume, which we're probably not, but if we, for whatever reason we did, um, it would be safe to assume all the way tackle. And, and if we find a way to get some tackles of free agency or trade for them somehow, then you could expect a full push for receiver. Uh, whether that's going to be yeah. seven, whether whether that's going to be higher up, or you um, trade back, you, you don't know. I mean, well, yeah, my dad wants us to trade back. He wants us to trade back every year. I yeah. hate trading back. Yeah, especially with talent like that at seven. I mean, if yeah. you're going to get your guy, you got to get your guy. I mean, I know we need the picks in the third round and everything, but you got to see the board, I guess. Yeah, let the board come to you. Yeah, I mean, if we could trade back into the, you know, a couple spots in the second, receivers are falling and cornerbacks are going high. I mean, Rand's going to make the right move to pick up a, th- a third. I mean, we def- desperately need a third this year. Somehow it's going to happen. Maybe it's a player being moved. We don't know. So we'll let it play out. Who's yeah, well, and, and, and as far as T. Higgins, my two cents on him is I love him as a player. I think he's got all the ability in the world to be a probably better served as a, a legit number two more than a true number one. But he's missed, I think, five or six games the last two years. He's going to command probably $20 million, maybe north of it, the way the receivers get paid this year. Some team could pay him as his one. I'm just slightly hesitant to do it, considering Hopkins looks like he still has something in the tank. Go for a cheaper, shorter deal with a guy like Boyd, who stepped up when Higgins was out, um, had a couple solid games, and has always looked competent. You know, he's number three on a team with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. You know, and they have a great run game too. So he kind of got the shit end of the stick there when it comes to target shares. But why not take a flyer on on someone like him, like Callahan, bring him over from Cincinnati? Um, but we'll see. But my uh, heart of hearts thinks we're taking tackle receiver in the second round. Obviously contingent on free agency. But yeah, Legarius Sneed, I would, I would give him, uh, not jokingly, part of the team. But I mean, we've lacked that dog at corner that a team Cortland Finnegan exactly that team a nasty corner who can watch he's, he's better than Cortland Finnegan oh he's better I'm talking about the dog in him yeah yeah, 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 him, yeah the yeah. guy that I think can lead as well a veteran voice that's one that they'll respect um but who knows I think Kansas City's gonna have a hard time uh not re-signing him considering if it wasn't for him I mean that play on say Flowers was unbelievable oh, yeah, and yeah. I love it too because it showed his short memory he got Dog on the big play by Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers taunted him, and then he said, watch this shit, and just ended their season with that play. So we'll see. A lot is to be, uh, you know, we could speculate till we're blue in the face, which we love to do, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah, well, obviously we're going to keep everyone up to date. As these dominoes fall, we expect the coordinator positions to be clarified over the coming weeks. Um, and, yeah, we'll have more and more topics to discuss as far as how we're going to build this team from the ground up. So. Uh, we're going to wrap up for tonight. Uh, another good show in the books. Um, before we do, let's give a good shout out to our sponsors over at. I have to tell my my uh, Sopranos story. Oh, yeah, well. absolutely. Absolutely. I forgot absolutely. about that. You know, I I'm the forgotten one on this show when you. Two. Yeah. I, yeah. I know. I'm, 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 I'm sad there was no one here to babysit you guys last week. I know you two like to um, <laughs> bicker like the sisters that you are. Not um, anymore. Yeah. No more. Yeah, for now. Nothing to argue about now. Everything for I now. wanted came true. Everything. Until yeah. until October 1st when something doesn't go wrong. Well, like All I right. say, be careful what you wish for. You might just get it. You know, I so fucking we'll- did. 
Now I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, for our Sopranos aficionados out there, we know our boy Jeremy, a.k.a. DJ Webflow on Twitter. Big fan. Um, we're obviously huge Sopranos fans as well. My fiance got me for Christmas um, a so dinner with the Sopranos at the um, Harris in Atlantic City. Um, it's called Sinatra and the Sopranos. I went to it at the Borgata a couple of years ago. It was in an auditorium. I went with my brother and my father. And it's a Sinatra cover band for an hour. And then Bobby Bacala, um, Pussy, and Christopher come out. And they do a Q&A. This time it was at a restaurant, La Strada, at the Harris in the Borgata. I mean, at Harris in Atlantic City. If you guys haven't been there yet. Highly recommend it. Um, so this guy came out and sang for a little bit. And we just got, we had coincidentally got seated right next to the stage. So um, the guy sang for a little bit. Uh, he's a South Philly guy, nice voice. And then Bobby, Christopher, and Big Pussy came on the stage for a Q&A. Last time I did not ask a question. This time I did. There was two microphones you got online. I asked Christopher. Um, Hi, my name's Vinny. No, no. I said my name is. I didn't. Let me fucking tell the story. <laughs> I um. I asked Christopher when you shot the baker in the foot, and the baker said you shot me in the foot, and he said it happens. Um, did David Chase put that in the script as a little bit of symbolic revenge for Spider and Goodfellas getting shot in the foot? Because he got shot in the foot as Spider, and he shot the baker in the foot. Um, when the Sopranos came out, I asked if David Chase put that in there intentionally. And he said, absolutely, that's why he put it in there. And I said, good, now I could sleep at night finally knowing that. Um, they did seem intrigued. A lot of people got out there and just kissed their ass and said how big of a fan they are of the show. Didn't really ask a question. Um, of course, I said I was a fan. The show's on my house on a loop all the time. I'm sick in the head. I love it. Then I asked a good question that it seems like they liked. And then um, the Q&A went on for about an hour. And then you got to go up by group where you sat in the restaurant to get in line to take a picture with the three. Um, which um, we have the graphic up here. Um, your boy's a made man now, as is my fiance. There's me with Big Pussy, Christopher, and Bobby from left to right. Um, so I uh, got on there. Um, shout out to Liz. What do we, you know, yeah. shout her out? Best, best gift I think I ever got. Well, she knows it was a great gift, and trust me, she uh, gave her $100 after the show to play a slot machine. She won 1300 So, you know, it was good vibes all over that night. But in between people taking pictures, I made eye contact with Vincent Pastor, who plays um, Big Pussy Bump and Cero. So he made eye contact. I told him I'm a big fan. I said, my name is Vinny as well. He said, oh, do you spell it with a Y or an IE? I said, why? He goes, oh, that's the right way to spell it. Where are you from? This Is this your wife? I said, no, nah, we're getting married in March, yada, yada, where at? So we chopped it up for a little bit. You know, we talked about the movies he was in previously. I was a big fan of him in the movie Gotti, an HBO movie where he plays um, Quack Quack, who was um, John Gotti's, you know, best friend. Um, a lot of Sopranos guys in that movie as well. Highly recommended called Gotti. It's an HBO movie, not the one that came out with Travolta, um, one that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. But we chopped it up. And then as I got my picture with him and as I was leaving, I was putting on my jacket and he said, yo, Vin. So I turned around. He said, give me your number. So I wrote my name, my number down. And, uh, you know, he broke my stones a little bit about not having a vowel on the end of my last name. But I explained how they chopped it off when the, my dad's grandfather came here. And then he texted me the next day. I swear on my mother, I'll send you guys the text. Um, said, nice to meet you guys last night. I want to send you some pictures from the show. Um, have, like, a great night, Vinny. So 
how to save his numbers, big pussy. I haven't gotten the pictures from him yet. I'm sure they're coming though. Um, I did say if you're free, the date of my wedding to please stop by because he would really take over the show. But you could say I'm a bit of a made man right now. You know, probably the highlight of my life. I have some, you know, weird uh, run-ins. He's gonna show. He's gonna show up at your wedding. Watch. I've had some weird run-ins with, um, you know, a few guy Cordro from Bronx Tale, Sonny from a Bronx Tale. I think I've told you guys that story too. But weird run-ins with these these guys who were a big part of my childhood. But yeah, it was awesome. We left, uh, walked around to find a slot machine. Alyssa likes the slot machines, and uh, we found these two, and she hit for $1,300. It was unreal. Um, and then I hit for 600 on the slot next to it. So all around, great night. Thought you guys would appreciate that story, as would some of our fans who are Sopranos, aficionados out there. Um, but with that being said, no better segue to talk about gambling than, um, you know, after the Sopranos. So Absolutely. So Shout out our, uh, our sponsors. I know. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll let, I'll go last. Yes, you will. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, I won't take over both parts like I like to do sometimes, but <laughs> hype, you know, talking about sports gambling. All right, Spider. Let me, let me read this prompt, all right? Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 6Sports. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sportsbook betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code 6Sports. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.com. Almost had it, Vin. Almost. Almost. Nine out of ten, even though you sound like you're – um you know, give it a cancer commercial. But anyways, in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK 467-369. These area codes, I don't know. In Connecticut, help is available for gambling for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please call responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after in, in insinuance Jesus see dkng.net.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources uh wow I think we need to get that map better out I think our producers need a better job preparing for they do this New script at us last minute. Numbers here, New York numbers. I'm not familiar. <laughs> Give us a like, comment on the show, subscribe, hit that bell. Make sure you're always on with us when we're live. Uh, we're doing weekly shows at minimum throughout this off season, as you guys can tell. Uh, as the news rolls in, we'll have more and more to talk about, and we expect that to happen sooner than later. So, your well, boys be- live next week from Super Bowl Fifty Eight Media. Yes, Media Week. Have yes. fun. Be safe out there, Jared. Don't do anything that 25-year-old Vinny wouldn't do. Jared right? will be down in Vegas with the crew. Uh, hopefully, you can snag a photo with Jeffrey Simmons. That would be a that would be a hell of an occurrence there. Hell of a hell of an accomplishment there for Jared. Uh, but anyway, with that being said, guys, I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of their week. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip. So, as always, tighten up, Sammy. Send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.